This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast where you hear the stories from local legends of Australian running you simply always wanted to hear. Today in episode 16, I interview Brisbane runner Adrian Royce. Adrian never ran as a child or even a young adult. Now, as a high-performing Masters athlete at the age of 54, Adrian was a self-confessed functioning alcoholic just 10 years ago. In this short time, he has managed to run further and faster every year to achieve times now as quick as 116 in the half marathon and 244 in the marathon as a 50 years plus athlete. His desire to get the very best out of himself despite his older age is truly remarkable and inspirational. So tune in to hear from one of the country's fastest 50 years plus athletes as he talks all things racing, training, diet, and simply his inspirational uptake of running as a pastime. Hey, welcome to the podcast officially then. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Great to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Clearly, you've got a, uh, a huge passion for, for running and it's like it's witnessed in so many ways, like through uh, various clubs like Road Runners. Um, you've been with Burke for a while. You've done like plenty of fun runs and not just your classic like road runs like Bridge Tourism, but many uh, out west and over the country. Um, so I'm really looking forward to delving into like all those uh, different sort of runs that you've done and why why you really enjoy the sport as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, there's shoots. I'm so happy to be here. Excellent. Hey, mate, you didn't uh, run in the Sunny Coast Marathon, any event there this morning, did you? No. Uh, ran there last year uh, in the, um, uh, as you probably heard, it was uh, a very hot day in October, I think it was. Um, and I, sometimes I don't like doing the same marathons year in year out either um but did pretty well last year did a 252 and first in the age group um and and anyway i've just come off uh three marathons in two months so yeah the body needs a little bit of a break yeah definitely yeah great conditions there this morning for them and i saw brett robinson out there he took out the half for the for the men and lisa waveman which was great to see yeah saw that yeah and uh former podcast yes. um, person drew yeah, yeah. He did well. 231 was it um, yeah yeah second second in the marathon i believe to to rob collins miko shane third so and i think that was his first marathon so he must be ecstatic about that result yeah well he was kind of predicting it on the pod as i recall that he uh well i think you might have 
said that he was up for a, a sub uh, two thirty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just uh, very um, prophetic there. Yeah, on your behalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was, it was pretty close. So uh, it's it's not the it's not a PB sort of marathon sunny coast, but you do generally get great conditions. Yeah. yeah, definitely the weather. Like obviously last year was a bit of an anomaly. The weather's generally pretty good, and and it seems now it's pretty it's a pretty flat course. Um, predominantly there's that hill there from Alex to Malulba, but uh, that's not so involved in the big scheme of 42 odd kilometres, is it? Not at all. You do get a bit of headwind here and there on parts of the course. Yeah. Uh, but then it does go through sort of the township and uh, there's generally no wind at all on those parts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, I think it's a growing event still. Um, last year and COVID hasn't helped any fun run, uh, you know, with all those impacts. But I think it's on the rise, and um, it's you know, it's the half marathon champ. So the field there was amazing. Uh, I've just looked at that. Um, the other one was see to surf as well this morning, and previous guest Aiden Hobbs, he was in fifth actually, and I do wonder if he wore wow. his notorious Superman outfit uh, on at that event. Well, I, I got no doubt he did wear it, um, but uh, yeah, fifth—that's a fantastic effort by Aiden. Yeah, he's oh, he's running well, hey. Yeah, didn't see the results for that one, so it's good to hear. Yeah, Liam Adams in first there, and Leanne, Leanne Pompiani for the women. So, um, God, he's great a result. Liam and Adams, isn't he? Yeah, Gee, he comes. Uh, he does some great things. Yeah, I, I loved what he did at the marathon. Just uh, taking the lead and you know really uh, throwing the gauntlet down, but you know, as he said uh, afterwards, it was uh, it was a bit of a mistake. And what was he thinking? <laughs> yeah, I was in two minds with that. Yeah, I was almost expecting that he'd blow up, and he's he's probably gone out too hard. But at the same time, he was there for a reason, and to give it 100% from the gun. And um, yeah, it was a great event. Yeah, he stayed with him, and uh, uh, yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, that's um, uh, you know he's the um, what do you call it? He wears a yellow sort of um, the tradie uh, vest. Gator's gear, yeah. So. Yeah, still with markings <laughs> and he colors, on it. Colors yeah. his uh, uh, shoes as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, all that. Like, yeah. Him out. yeah, Everyone was trying to work out what shoes he was wearing. I, I, I assume they were Nike. Did did you, did you get an answer in the end? No, I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> they look like Nikes. Yeah. Hey, so let's let's get to you, mate. So I saw um, for starters the Wishart Park Run. Was that their eight-year anniversary yesterday? Because you founded that, didn't you, back in 2014? Yeah, that's right. So I was the founding event director, um, and uh, uh, eighth anniversary yesterday. So very proud of um, what uh, we've been able to achieve. Uh, Wishart here. It's just about 300 metres down the road. Um, <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, it's just a testament to um, uh, an event in a, in a place, in a suburb where um, uh, it's made so many um, connections with the community. And that sort of thing just, uh, you know, assists in community health as well. 
Oh, it's great. And so what is it, the general demographic in Wishart? Uh, from a Northsider, uh, in myself, I'm a, a bit oblivious to the areas down there. How's the demographic in Wishart and how has it like fared amongst the community? Yeah, it's real um, middle-class family area. Yeah. Um, we're right next to – we're sandwiched between two um, large Westfields, uh, Garden City and Carindale. Um, so, uh, I mean, just like me, uh, you know, I first came to the area in 1999 and my boys, uh, kind of grew up in the area. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's a few, quite a few older people in the area as well. Uh, it's just a lovely area where, you know, once you come along to, you just, you just stay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's great to hear, and we'll, we'll get back into the park runs uh, later on in the interview, uh, because I just want to quickly touch on that uh, Gold Coast double you did with the half and marathon the other month, and I think oh, yeah. it, it kind of it kind of uh, exaggerates where I started with this interview in that you, you've always been one to find like find something different or quirky or to push yourself to the real limits, and and it was funny too, and I'd I'd actually. Uh, past you at the end of the half marathon and seeing you and, and wondering what was happening and there was two things actually happening one was an injury but the other was the fact you told me you're running a marathon uh, the next morning so I wasn't surprised that I was passing a, a 50 plus year old with a knee injury and running a marathon the next day I thought it was a remarkable effort how was that whole experience uh, well, it wasn't a knee injury. It was uh, a, st- a, t- a stysis um, pubis. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's right. Yeah. yeah, a bit of a groin injury, um, which uh, basically flared up the night before. Um, and so I was, yeah. When you when you passed me, I was really feeling it, but not enough to stop. Um, so I, I ran with you, as I remember, maybe for about 500 metres. And then I <laughs> went, oh, I just can't do this. Um, but still, I mean, it, it was a 118, which is kind of, uh, for me, a sort of a average half. You know, I can, I can go out and I can run a 118 anytime. Um, but I really, that was meant to be the half marathon that I was targeting to do something really amazing like a 113 114 um but with the the groin injury that sort of got thrown out the window um you know because you can really you can really only do uh one or two good halves a year um and yeah, the rest of them, if you if you do too many halves, they're just going to be a bit ordinary. Uh, so that was one I was really targeting and, and um, I was in great shape for. Um, but yeah, uh, I um, they did have the double available last year for Gold Coast and um, before it got cancelled. And so I just thought, oh, wouldn't that be cool to do? Did a half, the next day, you know, a hard half. You know, um, and then the next day, there's no pressure. You can just run around and whatever time I did for the marathon, it was, you know, it was always going to be seen as pretty good as having done the double. Um, but as such, I saw you on the marathon course as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me not running though, me on the sideline, very, very much so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Uh, but yeah, so the strange thing was, uh, is that the next day, uh, waking up at three o'clock in the morning on the Sunday for the marathon, uh, the groin did not hurt at all. And, uh, and I just had a, um, uh, you know, given, given I did the half on Saturday, I just had a fantastic run on Sunday, thoroughly enjoyed myself. I think it was a, a 252, uh, played up to the crowds, um, uh, high-fived everyone and every kid I could see, uh, and, and passed a lot of people who, uh, passed quite a few bird guys actually, who, um, uh, you know, were, were struggling, even though they were just fantastic <laughs> conditions. Yeah. Um, yeah, just had a great morning out that, that Sunday morning. Yeah, I hadn't realised yet. So the original intention was to actually run the half flat out uh, and then mm. just kind of survive the marathon and enjoy it. So yeah, it's a real, yeah. real shame to yeah. have to experience that. But um, with that double well, I still as well... Ran the half, um, I still ran the half flat out. It's just... As, as, hard, as, as hard as your injury <laughs> as would give. As hard as I yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fair yeah. enough. Did they, did they sell it as a package then? If you signed up for the half the marathon, was it a, a certain price? And did they combine times or anything for an overall... A leaderboard, uh, they, or was... eventually they did, and I think I was fourth overall. Yeah, um, which is pretty good, I thought. Um, but they didn't really advertise it, and they didn't give any uh, discounts. But they might in the future. Um, I, I gave some feedback about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no. because a lot of uh, running festivals are doing combined events as well. There's uh, one down in Port Macquarie where you can do the, a five k, ten k half and some mile or something like that and for each one you get four different medals and when you combine the medals they they became a koala okay. uh, it was, uh, yeah it was, it was uh, really cool um really cool event yeah oh that's great um hey, hey mate i wanted to um to start with just a, a few things about you as a person too and particularly you know, when I talk about Adrian Royce to anyone around in the running community, I often boast about how, with, with no offence meaning here at all, but how um, older you are and but also performing so well. And I do, I boast to my dad a lot about it um, because he's he's a few years older than you and, and still running. But um, it's, it's a combination of both this passion and love, but also a extreme fitness for your age. So you're, you are, and your Instagram reads over 50. Are you happy to share the exact age or are we going to leave it at 55? Oh, yeah, sure. No, no, 54. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm just about, next year I'll be in the new age group and uh, we can conquer that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well and truly into the into the Masters age group and, and aiming as years go by to, to sort of get into those age-graded, uh, records for, for park runs down at road runners and any, I know any of those fun runs yet alone also Absolutely. mixing it with some of the greats too at each of them and winning um, some of the runs. Uh, but you, so were you born in Brisbane then originally? Yeah, I was uh, born and bred in Brisbane. Um, I was born in um, a hospital in, in Hurston, uh, just down the road from um uh, Royal Brisbane. It's no longer there. It was. It's oh. really. It, it was actually one for um, uh, back in those days, which obviously is the late sixties. Um, single mothers went 
to, you know, sort of um, have their babies um, on the quiet, yeah, and then they would be adopted out, yeah. So I was I was adopted, yeah. Yeah, right. So then, what what's the, what's the family set up in terms of brothers sisters with that um, whole notion in mind? Um, well, it's a little bit complex uh, yeah. because my mother died when I was in grade one. Um, my adoptee adoptive mother um, and I have a sister and she was also adopted and I had a big brother and he was also adopted who since he's passed away um, but yeah so there's my sister and then there's um, uh, a brother from uh, when my dad remarried um, his wife uh, had a son yeah so yeah, and we're, we're all reasonably close yeah contact each other quite often yeah yeah no it's great and obviously uh some challenging times there um growing up and, and yourself you've got children don't you or one as a son yeah i've got two boys two. Um, yeah 26 year old and a 23 year old um and my partner has two boys as well who are 23 and 20 I think yeah 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 well into their like young adulthood now and um what what are you doing for work these days are you have you changed much since the old days when we first met or still doing the same thing yeah I've been doing the same thing for a long time yeah actually <laughs> um I work for the Queensland Public Service <laughs> public servants yeah. um who there's uh there's quite a few runners of, quite fast runners uh, who, who work for um, public service. Um, I work for Department of Environment um, nowadays, but still basically doing the same thing I've been doing for the past 15 years, and that is software delivery um, of, um, of projects, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So away from work and running then, any other hobbies or things that you're into. I, I see you post a lot of photos of burgers. Is that a bit of a trend you do after some of these fun runs? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I'm the <laughs> otherwise known as the Burger King, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, always like to celebrate um, uh, races. Uh, I'm into a lot of things. I mean, you know, um, uh, obviously, I'm in IT, so really have to keep up the, all the latest trends. Um, uh, cryptocurrency, uh, do a lot of um, dabbling in that. Um, uh, I mean, we do do a lot of gardening and growing uh, vegetables. Um, uh, have a little lot of carnivorous plants. Um, Got a worm farm. Uh, I read read lots of books. That I, I read about twenty five a year, um, and uh, I love movies and obviously traveling traveling to park runs and and that sounds very wholesome. The more you talk about what you do outside of running, are those books uh, at all about running, or are they like fictional novels? No, nah, it's mostly fiction. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes running books, yeah. You know, it's a typical Australian authors, you know, um, Moriarty and Jane Harper and yeah, Candace Fox and that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a great – reading is a great hobby. We all hear the benefits of it. A lot of us don't do enough of it. So, uh, yeah, good to hear you, you're keeping up with that. Um, let's get to the running side of things anyway in terms sure. of achievements and times. 
Uh, I did ask these of you uh, the other day, but I realized they were on your Instagram. Uh, no surprises there that your running times are posted on your social media platform. Um, anyway, let's get to them from the five. So your 5K is 1633, 10K 3447, half 116.10, and the full 244. My next question with that, though, um, what years were those times done in? Okay, so the 5K and 10K times were done um, 2020, okay, in um, uh, as time trials. Oh. Okay, so not as, not as, not as proper races. Uh, completely right. solo or with a mate or chasing a bike or anything? Oh, uh, look, um, the 5K one was done with um, – uh, so Bert's had a um, sort of a virtual time trial thing, um, a competition to get the highest age grading. And, uh, yeah, Wayne Spee's uh, uh, pace bit to the 1633. Yeah, yeah right. Um, down Can in Paradise up? Road, which is actually a net... Um, <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. Net, net down. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, never mind about that. Um, the 10K was down at, uh, you know, at your, your last one, Foggy, your last podcast. Yes, uh, yeah. Foggy, Foggy mentioned about the uh, Lota uh, Raceway. Raceway, yeah. So that was done at the Lota Raceway. Oh, um, right. He wasn't there, was uh, he? Was he, he, he? Was he around there at that point in time? 2020, um, he must yeah. have been overseas. He might have been there, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was done with the uh, the Burt crew one morning, one Saturday morning. Um, and uh, now the half, though, okay, so the half was actually done at the Brisbane Half Marathon last year. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I did do a 116.20 at Sunshine Coast in 2018. Um, but I was just a bit quicker in Brisbane last year. Yeah, just having one of those days out. That um, you know, Brisbane's often seen as a much harder course, uh, very very hilly. Yeah, it is hilly. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it did well last year. Um, what did you come with that result? Oh look, um, I think I was ninth, something like that. Yeah, I was going to yeah. predict top ten. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then the marathon that was Noosa 244 at um, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, right. So these are all times 50 plus then, including the marathon you were 50. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. So any idea, where, like, do you have any idea at all where these times would rank you in the, in the country being um, into your 50s and recording such great times? Um, well, they'd rank me right up there, but, um, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot, well, not a lot, but there's a, there's a few, there's a few fast 50 year olds out there. Um, I mean, not discounting, um, Steve Montagetti himself. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there's a guy down in Sydney, oh, he's, First name's Jason, and um, he actually he was first in the fifty age group at Gold Coast this year. 
Uh, I think he did about um, two thirty-seven or something like that. So um, wow. Yeah, so uh, you know, that's that's probably what I still aspire to as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 stacks up uh, those sorts of times against um, you know all around the place. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely it's really remarkable achievements, and and I'll say it again, I do I do talk about you to many people in the Brisbane circles. Uh, along with that too is is your marathon wins and some interesting locations here for the marathons too and, and i assume some of them are fairly hilly tamarine mountain you've won that three times and the wandai hunter valley weeper and kalgoorlie marathons yeah if they so, weren't hilly they were, they'd be super sandy or, or cross-country type yeah marathons. more of a surface yeah. uh challenge as opposed to hills yeah yeah the first one um First marathon I won was 2017. That was the the Hunter Valley Winery Marathon. Um, so yeah, I was pretty pretty proud of that because I went down without any expectations. Um, but you know, I, I thought I might might podium. Um, and uh, and funny enough, um, uh, do you know a marathoner uh, called Scott Westacott? Yes. Yeah. Went, went to the Olympics. Yeah. Well, he he paced the lead marathon group for the first half. Um, so it was, it was pretty amazing. And he was saying to us, oh, what, what pace do you want to do? And I was like, oh, crikey, I only want to do four minutes per kilometer. <laughs> but you know, you're an Olympian. And uh, I didn't know what the other guys wanted. But, uh, yeah, he just, he just paced us four minutes per kilometer and then dropped off about halfway. Um, funny enough, he has this funny story of how he got into, um, marathon running, endurance running. And that is that, uh, when he was a kid, he was, um, feeding his chooks and one chook got really, uh, angry and chased him for 25 kilometers. And that's how he got into <laughs> marathon running. <laughs> that is a weird story. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so I ended up. Uh, I think um, I think I got it at two fifty four there at um, at the Hunt, Hunter Valley. Yeah. So, yeah, and did you get stuck into the red wines after that? Was was that a thing to to finish and have a wine or two? Yeah, absolutely. They they gave us um, and uh, a few bottles as well, um, and um, and and got a really good, nice plaque. Yeah, so that's that was good to have. It's over there, mantelpiece. Yeah, oh, it's great. Hey, and uh, in addition to these, you've haven't you done some fifty plus kilometer runs? And technically, fifty plus k runs, uh, like that's deemed a short ultra, isn't it? Fifty k. Yeah, I've only done one, and that was recently at Kalgoorlie. Yeah, yeah I thought Gulf so. Hills yeah, pipeline. yeah. Um, and uh, so um, that was my first one. And, but I'm looking to do Tarawira at Rotorua in February next year. And that's a 50K as well. Yeah, right. Uh, and how's your experience there at Kalgoorlie? Oh, it was awesome. Um, it was uh, a pretty hard track, actually, to run on. All dirt, right? Uh, all dirt, but it'd been raining overnight. So, oh, and 
the only shoes I brought were the Outflies. <laughs> so big mistake. They co they take you by coach to the start line, which is about thirty two k out of town, um, and it follows the um, the water pipeline back into town. Uh, so the first ten k was really slippery and um, uh, pretty hard on the legs and that, um, and I had to jump around to avoid puddles. The next 10K was okay, but I'd started to, to develop a sort of a pain, maybe a phantom pain in the, um, in the left hamstring. Uh, so there's plenty of things to worry about. Um, and then, the track just got sandier and sandier and uh, the 8K um, dog leg for the, for the 50K was just basically on beach sand. And really my legs were just so stinging. Um, all I wanted to do was finish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I joined up with the rest of the marathoners, um, yeah, there was, a few, there was a few walks involved on that one. Oh yeah, and give us an idea of how many participated in that event as well. Oh, it's it's huge. I think it was like eight hundred people. Wow. Yeah. I mean, for a a, for a lot of people rural come, but, area. Yeah. 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 So I did the the fifty k, but the the marathoners. Um, yeah, there were some young guys there who came there specifically from Perth um, to win. Yeah, because prize money was a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. So, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So there was a marathon specifically and a 50K? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the 50K also had the $1,000 prize money. So so that went a, uh, a long well, a way to burgers. paying for the trip. <laughs> a few burgers. <laughs> uh, and then we, we actually drove to Margaret River after that and uh, bought a few cases of wine too. Yeah, yeah to top it all off. You've got to celebrate... Yeah. Uh, the, the achievements and um yeah that it must be a different beast out there when it's uh, when it's wet and and you said walking as well like that's totally different to being in the alphas on the road in in perfect conditions right oh yeah that's right yeah um uh it it's because you're trying to avoid puddles you're using a lot more energy um and uh which you you, you wouldn't be doing on the road. No. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's a like fantastic community. Yeah, exactly. A fantastic community event. Um, and it's a, a town of about 28,000. Um, it's probably bigger than what you think. And there's plenty to see in the town as well. And it, they're all proud of their, of, of the town. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so it's probably a one-off for me. I'll probably never go back to Kalgoorlie again, but it was good to, to see what it was all about. Yeah. Yeah, one of those bucket list items for you. Hmm. Oh, it's great. Hey, let, let's get to your story um, now, hey, and, and we'll sort of go back to where you started earlier. For, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, from memory, like you started you started running as an adult, didn't you? There wasn't much of it. In, in the scene of Adrian Royce as a child. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, people get pretty surprised when I tell them, yeah, I've been running for 10 years. <laughs> and I didn't run as a child. Now, I know a lot of people uh, ran and were 
um, athletic at school and then sort of drop it and then come back to running later on. Yes. I was not athletic at school. Um, I, um, I was the antithesis of that. Okay. I was a bookworm. I avoided, uh, the, the yearly, uh, athletic carnivals, um, as much as I could try to stay at home. Um, I was just a bit weedy and skinny like I am now. Um, and I just didn't enjoy it either and I wasn't really good at any sport as a matter of fact uh, unless you take out my um my my grade nine uh school table tennis win all right oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah there you go so let's wind back the clock then to your early 40s and like what was happening in your life then uh when running wasn't a part of it and then why did it actually come in what influenced you to start running yeah, um, it was probably a confluence of things. Um, firstly, uh, I I did find myself in a tricky situation with my marriage and um, and the stress from that. So I'd, I'd started drinking and um, I was more or less I became a functioning alcoholic. I drink at least a, a bottle of wine every night um then uh and that might have lasted for a couple of years i guess and uh uh and my ex-wife confronted me on it once and um and i i kind of went yeah yeah this is ridiculous i've got to find something else to do and it just so happened uh, a mate of mine actually one of my staff at work um uh he did a um actually did the the twilight half marathon probably the first one that was on um i think in it might have been 2012 i might have those dates wrong um and uh and i was like oh that's amazing how'd you do that you know i didn't even think he was a runner and uh he said um uh and he, he showed me a few tricks of how to run like okay you know one foot in front of the other and lean a bit and and try to run four-footed on your forefoot and also i'd been playing touch football for about five years um in a um over uh uh sort of like a over 40s mixed um z grade team up at um white Hill. so i had a little bit of fitness but <laughs> Nothing like running 5K or anything like that. Yeah, my mate had, had, had said he'd, he'd done a park run. I said, oh, what's that? He said, oh, it's a, it's a 5K marathon. And I said, oh, 5K marathon. I've always wanted to do a marathon. I could tick this off. Right? Bucket list. I knew nothing about athletics or endurance running or, or anything. Um, now, he was going to New Farm um, park run. And he told me that there was one starting up at Wynnum. And I, was, I thought, oh, I don't want to go to New Farm just in case he beats me. So I'll go to this Wynnum one when it starts up. Anyway, I, I didn't go for a few weeks. But then um, I went along. I was pretty scared. and um, Because the only fun runs I'd ever done was back at uni days. Um, and they were the, uh, I don't know, 
don't know if you've ever heard of the eight million millimeter fun runs. No, no. Oh, okay. They it was sort of the predecessor to Bridge to Brisbane. Okay. Um, uh, 8K runs, and uh, anyway, I just did awful in them, and, and old ladies pushing prams were were faster <laughs> than me. Okay, I can I can I can remember it going. This is terrible. My the back of my knee was hurting and that sort of thing. But I thought, oh, you know, maybe I could do 5K because I, I've got a little bit of fitness from touch football. Um, and getting back to touch football, believe me, if we were Z grade, we weren't very good at all. Okay. I think we made the semis once in like 10 seasons. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I rocked up to Wynnum and I was, you know, there was a heap of people there and they were, they were mostly ladies. And I thought, oh God, I'm just going to embarrass myself. Yeah, look, it's on my bucket list to do a 5K marathon. Okay. I'm going to do it. So I ran, I did it at about 25 minutes and I probably didn't embarrass myself completely. It was, it was, I think I was 23rd or something out of 65 people. And, um, uh, I, and at the end, I was just really surprised that um, I was running along to the finish line and a couple of guys really raced to beat me. Okay, and I thought, well, what did they do that for? Oh, look, you know what? Well, next week I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you. Right? <laughs> and uh, which is just part of the competitive streak. Um, and I'm not sure if I actually went back the exact following week, but I never saw those guys again anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, eventually I learned that 5K is not actually a marathon. <laughs> okay. Um, a marathon's a lot longer. Um, but it's sort of, you know, part of the parkrun eth ethos, as you know, you get an email, okay, afterwards that says, oh, you were third or whatever or first in your age group or you're fifth out of this many runners. And so um, uh, I... Uh, and it says that you're an athlete. I was like, oh, I'm not an athlete. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but, you know, I can I can sort of give it a go. And so I went back and I, I guess I just kept going back. Okay. And um, my time's just getting started improving. Um, and I, I realized that, you know, if you ran a little bit during the week, of which I'd, I'd done no training for touch football at all, um, we would just rock up on, you know, on the, on the night. Um, so I, I decided I probably would have to do a little bit of training to get better at park run. Um, and it just, it just went from there. And at park run, you generally, you know, you meet people, it becomes a, a community social mm. events. Um, I met people who, um, uh, sort of, uh, referred to themselves as the, the Wynnum wolf pack, Okay, um, and uh, and as I was getting getting a bit better, and that um, uh, there was this uh, gentleman down there. His name was um, uh, Keith uh, Sullivan. Um, now he he was a prominent Brisbane ultra marathoner, um, 
and uh, he he did ultra marathons when they weren't cool. Um, and one day I finished park run and I walked up to the the Wynnum Wolf Pack and and Keith was there and um, and he said to me, you know, Adrian, we've just been discussing you. I was like, oh, what about? And I said, well, you know, we've come to the conclusion you're actually the most talented out of all of us here. <laughs> and don't waste your talents. And, uh, yeah, I kept that in mind. I went, yeah, you know, um, I'm, 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 I seemingly was beating people who um, have been running for decades. And, uh, um, and it, it really actually confused me. I, I, I couldn't work out whether I did have a talent or whether, you know, I was just lucky on the day. Yeah. What was, what was really going on. And it, I was really insecure about it. Um, uh, you know, after all these years growing up as a non-athlete, not running at school, um, except for one event, I'll have to tell you about that, Ollie. Um, you know, could I actually be an athlete? Yeah, so can I tell you about Year 12 Cross Country? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So in Year 12, um, I decided I'd do the Cross Country, okay? I'd never completed it before. Or if I'd completed it, I'd just walked it, okay? Um <clears throat> I decided I'd rock it up and 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 run it. I came third. And at our school, we had um, uh, a guy called Bruce Jones, who was a two-time, uh, ended up being a two-time Queensland cross-country champion. Um, and he said to me afterwards, and of course he'd won it. Um, and I, I clearly remember passing my old physics teacher who was a marshal on the course and my physics teacher saying oh Adrian I've never seen you ever do anything more than go <laughs> turtle pace so that's what he said to me while I was running okay and and, um, and, and Bruce afterwards said mate you've got a talent you should join an athletics club um, but unfortunately, the family that I was in, I, uh, I had no idea how to join an athletics club. Yeah. yeah so there was no influence or minimal influence from uh, your, your family. Uh, were they not into running at all? Oh, they weren't into any sort of sports. Uh, I mean, in fact, the family was, um, uh, was uh, if you if you excelled in my family it was always a negative okay it was just one of those types of families there's a lot of alcoholism and uh, domestic violence um, uh, a lot of mental abuse but and you can't help being affected um, but the um, yeah there's certainly no encouragement to go and join an athletics club that would be crazy right? <laughs> uh, it'd be too far out there um, they just shift me off to the uh, local Barden Scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> this this is why this is why uh, this story is so inspirational is because at, you know any point in time in your life you can you can make a change you can just take one day one event and for you that was pretty clear at Park Run. Um, I got to ask you, New Farm. I think New Farm was the first or second in Brisbane Park Run. Was it South Bank and New Farm as the first two? New, New Farm was the first. Yeah. And... 
South Bank was the second in Brisbane. Yes. That would have been around about 20, early, 2011, maybe? Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Main Beach started in 2011. Yeah, so that was about the time you'd started doing your park runs? 2012 in September. So September this year will be 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Just trying to get a um, sort of a a time scale on this all. Uh, and I often ask those who start park run too, uh, as runners, when they, when they start to begin warm-ups and cool-downs. So I think when you're doing a warm-up and cool-down, you're starting to kind of become a bit of a runner. Like how long did that take for you to not just rock up to park run at seven and start running ballistically for 5K, but actually do a few K before it? Uh, not long, but I, for a long time, all I did was 500 metres. Okay, I, I'd go to Wynnum, I'd um, uh, run run up along the shore, and I'd do a few stretches I, I saw on the on the web somewhere. Um, then I'd come back and just run, and I wouldn't do any cool down either. Yeah, so that took a few years, and were you sort of getting under 20 minutes after a year or so, or even within the first year? Um, yeah, there was a point where... Um, I was first at Wynnum, um, I think it would have been in the first year, um, but it was like, it was, it was a low 19, um, and, and the local councillor was there, and he often ran park, park run, and he was there, and he said, oh, you only got first because nobody faster was there today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you know, you can only... You can only do what you do. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that was my first first win at Park Run. yeah. yeah about in that first year, I, I got a heap of PBs. In fact, in those days, they used to hand out um, uh, certificates and, uh, and prizes at, at Park Run on the anniversaries. And I got, the, I got a prize and certificate for most PBs at Wynnum. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a great way to start a weekend, isn't it? And I'm sure uh, for you when you were drinking a bit at the time too, it must have been a, a thought in your head on a Friday night to, to settle on the drinking and, and get to bed a bit earlier and a bit fresher for Saturday morning. And then obviously within the week to, to start to drink less and train more in preparation for it. So it seems like the park run was really the fuel for Adrian for running to start with in that first year or so. But then... After a few years, you'd actually come down to my running group, the West End running group that I had run with my dad, um, which I, th I, I have you guess here. I reckon it was about 2015 that you arrived to us. Was there anything in between that park run to the West End running group time that is of note? Or did, did, did we sort of start to get you um, to a degree, along with other influences I do know, uh, in, in the right direction to become faster and faster? Uh, well, I started going to um, started joining races and doing well in the races. Um, you know, typically the um, Twilight races and yeah, yeah. Bridge Brisbane. Um, and I was really keen on finding out how do people get fast. Okay, so not being a natural athlete, right? Uh, what do you what do you put in place? to get fast and remembering what Bruce said yeah. back in year 12. Okay. And I still see Bruce on, on cross countries and that, um, 
uh, I thought, oh, I've got to join something. And work was really uh, handy because um, I worked in the city. Um, the yeah, apart from the park runs and um, and the races, uh, so we were, you know, they we had that Westpac. Um, it's not not it was city not city to surf, but it was city to south. City um, to south, yeah, yeah, fourteen k then, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, I just had this um, this inkling that um, okay, yeah, I'm fast. I'm, I'm running fast, but I know there's faster people out there. How do you do it? How do you get there? Okay. Uh, and and Werg, uh, uh, as I've I've said a few times, it was sort of my Bert before Bert. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and it, you were the first time I'd ever seen someone take take us through a whole lot of pre-workout <laughs> drills. Yeah. Okay, it would seem to be harder for me than the actual running. <laughs> and I, I mean, hats off to you, you ran it really, really well. Um, and uh, and I met quite a few people there. Yes. Um, also, I was going to Roadrunners at that stage as well. The, the guys from Wynnum um, had encouraged me to, to start going to, to Roadrunners. And it was at Roadrunners where I did my first... Um, sub 40 10k run. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, um, I, I was never going to be a, a champion um, in Com Games or, or anything like that. But um, but what what could I do to make the most of this this gift situation and the gift? Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, yeah, and we're. Um, uh, for a while there was um, really filling that, that gap. I, I, I learned so much from yourself and from the other guys that came along uh, because it wasn't, even though it was social, it was it was quite serious as well. Yeah. And, yeah, you we know, James yeah, Holloway was there. Hollandby, yeah, yeah, that's right. Holland, yeah, yep. yeah, and he, he had a bit of a, a connection with the Wynnum Park Run too there for a bit. Not sure if he's still down there, but... I do, I do recall you started to become fairly quick and even at that point in time pushing me, if not quicker than I was, quicker than the coach. So I started getting embarrassed. But I do remember you, you then started to disappear. And I, th I think I've got an inkling Bert started to, to be around in 2016 and you were starting with them or maybe it was someone else. Uh, which which was definitely the right decision because in the next year or so you you put minutes on me across many events and I was probably at the time too uh, focusing on the coaching and running pretty recreationally. I do, I do remember you passing me in in it must have been city to south early on and I've just seen Adrian just meter after meter getting a further gap on me thinking geez geez this guy's good I've got to I've got to start to train a bit harder. So, do you recall what it what it was like? Who you were running with at that time after you left the Western Running Group? I did have a stint at uh, Thompson Estates. Oh, yeah, I okay. thought that was the case. Yeah, and, um, uh, and and did quite a lot of cross country um, races with them, um, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but sometimes, um, unlike Unlike at Werg or certainly at Bert's, 
Thompson Estate, you, I might have been the the fastest person there. Okay, uh, yeah, at their training sessions. So it sometimes wasn't a lot of fun just going ahead and lapping people all the time because uh, they, they work around a 400-meter uh, oval. Yes, yeah. Um, and I also found because it was a Thursday night, I'd, I'd, I'd often um, uh, work myself into the ground and, you know, not, not be ready for parkrun on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just a uh, um, with, with Brisbane Roadrunners, um, uh, Work and Peace, um, a bit of um, stuff at um, uh, up at QSAC with Masters Athletics. Yeah, I was trying everything um, in those years, um, trying to see if I I could get faster. Um, yeah, and how, and how many sort of Ks were you running at this point in time, like 2016, 2017 with Bert and the other guys like Thompson Estate compared to, to now? Um, because we could easily get into your training week now, which is fresh in your mind compared to years ago. But any idea of how far you were yeah, running? Yeah, look, look, I was I was basically averaging about 90 to 100. Yeah, um, even back then? Yeah. 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 I did that quite a few years, actually. Uh, I slowly built up my um, because I read somewhere. I, oh, you know, you should only from year to year you should only uh, build up uh, by ten percent. Um, and so I went, oh, okay. So this year I can go a little bit harder and that. Um, uh, so any, anything I found on the web, I've, I've just you know absorb and try to put that into practice. And if it wasn't working, I'd just throw it out and just say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll try this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nowadays, um, we, um, you know, the, the standard marathon build is blocks of 140 kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So 100, 140 to start with and obviously lessening toward the event. So what, how do you sort of separate your faster? sessions and your easy stuff through the week can, can you tie anything in with work like commuting to work or around that or is it early mornings double runs what does your week look like now yeah there's a lot of double runs um especially leading up to marathons to get 140 kilometers in um uh you know there'll be the sunday long run 35 but nowadays i like to do uh part of that uh at a tempo pace as well um and uh monday would be more of a rest day but maybe do about 10 10 k's uh five to 10 k's tuesday morning is birds um and there'd be some k's beforehand and afterwards uh then uh uh, an easy run in the afternoon. Wednesday typically is the, um, and I, I, I just love this workout, just a, a half marathon. Um, I, I've got a nice loop around Wishart and Mansfield and Mount Cravat and back to Wishart here. Yeah, I've seen uh, that. Is that. Does that tend to be the afternoon? Yeah. 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 Um, then Thursday, um, 
I might take Thursday morning off and then Thursday afternoon go up to QSAC and do a tempo run. Okay, so that's it. sort of that Tuesday interval, Thursday tempo run, as you're yeah. saying, one of your other podcasts is popular around Brisbane. Yeah. And then Friday, pretty easy, uh, maybe seven or eight in the morning, then seven or eight in the afternoon, and then Saturday at the park run. And generally do about 20 kilometres on Saturday, but park run at a uh, fast tempo. Yeah, then into the long run. Yeah, so you're still into your, into your 50s, a 54, running three sessions, so to speak, a week, which is which is remarkable, really. But it, it seems like, as um, we've often learned in many ways as runners, that, that balance in the week looks pretty good, too, between those easy double days and easy runs with the the shorter, fast stuff. Like, have you, do you think you've worked out the right recipe now for recovery and, and find that pretty key to get that balance right yeah i think so um especially after yeah so tuesday wednesdays are pretty hard days a thursday evening should be uh that that tempo tempos are really good okay they, they especially leading up to half marathons and marathons um but yeah, it's sort of after Wednesday, it sort of you know, declines a bit at the amount of kilometers I do up, up to the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. And that tempo run, is that run at a particular race pace often at the half or marathon pace? Uh, and how long? Like 30, 20, 30 minutes? Yeah, normally, normally that, yeah. Um, it's, um, uh, it, it, it can vary because uh, you could have a, a long tempo is more like a marathon pace. And you might have a short tempo. So for me, a short tempo would be three three twenties. Okay, uh, a faster one. In other words, a medium tempo about three thirties, um, and then a long tempo three forties, three fifties. Yeah. Yeah, and how long would you get? Oh, like. The other day on Thursday, I did um, uh, two by three k. Uh, it was a pretty killer session, actually, up at QSAC. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't always do it by by time, but sometimes I do. And so, but yeah, it, it's always around about the twenty minutes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, that's um, that's amazing. One hundred and forty k pretty regularly. But it seems like yeah, you did like do it pretty pretty smart in terms of that build to the the number of k's you're doing but at the same time it almost seems like it was pretty pretty quick period of time that you got up to that 900 back back in sort of 2015 16 17 as well um have you had any any unluck uh with with sort of injury or or burnouts with the running and any strategies around avoiding that because you've you've backed up pretty well for races too like look at that gold coast uh, event this year that double there the warrior pentathlon you've done many event and fast or hard races or runs the day after something else so what's like what's your secrets there i don't know ollie i think it's just enthusiasm and passion uh for it and 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 the uh just wanting to to push yourself see what you can get out of the body um but uh, I do do a lot of uh, trigger points. Um, 
on the on the legs and glutes and oh maybe you know maybe up on the shoulders if it need be um i've also got a pair of those um uh sort of those those um uh things you put on your legs that do the massaging and that yeah so when i get home yeah a lot of the trigger points uh you know that can be excruciating sometimes yeah but it always seems to work yeah yeah, no, I don't have big enough muscles for him to be sore for too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. But do, do you think it's the, the just the K's on the legs that actually ironically helps with the recovery as the body starts to develop over time that it's not getting as impacted and, and as freaking out as much as it would if you're running shorter K's and when you'd started running many years ago, that just over time, all these adjustments and the strength building almost supersedes any kind of treatment and recovery and, and stretching and all that stuff? Oh, absolutely. The, um, the body gets used to it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was first started running and, you know, seriously in 2015, I was doing about 50 Ks a week and, um, then I thought that was a lot of kilometers. Okay. Um, and how do people get in these, uh, 100 k's a week but eventually you work out how to fit it in and and recovery strategies you know fatigue management is is very big in our sports mm. okay and if um and a, a lot of uh, you know weekend warriors uh like myself if you don't do fatigue management properly then your body's going to break down and i haven't had any um big injuries um, that, that, that took me out of, have taken me out for uh, very long. Um, and uh, um, uh, yeah, so I've very much uh, emphasized, I, I, I do have a trainer, um, Cameron Korish from Core Health Coaching, and he's shown me a lot of um, how to do this fatigue management. Um, with you know trigger balls and when, when to rest and that sort of thing yeah no it's, it's it seems like um yeah you've, you've worked a fair bit out over the last 10 years uh with it all and the thing is too is I, I see and hear of many mates and runners just doing that park run every week and doing it hard every week and just yeah. expecting they're going to improve or like why am i still sore for days and it actually often just takes more running um, and just jogging too, predominantly to overcome that initial soreness, and, and then the improvements come simply by time on legs, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, if you go out hard, then and and it's a hard park run, you really need. I always find that uh, a good in Saturday afternoon, going out for a really easy run. Um, helps to recover as well for the long run the next day. Yes, yeah, yeah, if you can fit that in, for sure. Yeah, I, I remember when we started the Western Running Group too, I'd, I'd run hard Tuesday, hard Thursday, like not like absolutely flat out and absolutely flat out again on Saturday for park runs. And that was it. That was my running for the week. I was doing sort yeah. of 25K. And I'm, I'm not running 140 like you now, but I'm constantly near 80K myself. But I've definitely understood in the last number of years that, most of your running should be easy. And like you said, just to monitor your fatigue and getting the sleep and all that kind of thing. But that leads not nicely into the next section, which I wanted to get into the diet. 
particularly around the longer events, like how you prepare nutritionally for say those 50K, that 50K Kalgoorlie event or before a marathon or even just simply before a park run. I have many a listener who who learn a lot about simply the park runs and they I even get questions about, well, what should I eat before a park run, which to us probably doesn't seem like that too hard of a science because we've worked it out. But in terms of those particular events or even training, how, how does a diet look? Yeah, obviously, if you're running marathons and 50Ks, you've got to eat a lot, okay? You've got to get those calories in, okay? Um, because you'll be expending uh, a lot of it anyway. Um, for a park run, um, uh, okay, so the night before, uh, traditionally, I will have... Um, for any race, we'll have a high carb meal. Okay, so whether it's pasta or a rice meal, something like that. Um, so that'll uh, give you uh, some latent energy for um, the next day. Um, uh, in the morning of a of say a park run, generally I won't eat. Uh, I might uh, like Kai uh, get up and have a early yeah. uh, cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, Kai Robinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but generally as early as I can. Yeah. Um, and then go out for a um, uh, a warm up. I often do a three k warm up before park run, and then a, a you know a whole lot of drills, yeah. run throughs. Popular at work. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, nutritionally, um, so if we're preparing for a marathon, then um, uh, the, it, it, it kind of depends on what day, okay? So, uh, so say a, a, a Sunday night after a long run, then we really need some protein, okay? Um, you know, whatever, a, a steak, sorry for all the vegans. Um, <laughs> uh, a, a good steak, um, some sort of casserole or something like that. Um, uh, dare I say a burger. Um, uh, because Monday's going to be an easy day anyway. Okay. But as Tuesday morning will be at Bert's, um, uh, or do some sort of interval session if I don't go to Bert. Sometimes I actually go up to in training at, um, at QSAC because uh, it's much closer. Um, and the the actual interval session interests me a little bit more. Um, uh, so that so Monday night would have a more calorie, uh, a more car higher carbohydrates um, um, uh, content in it. Otherwise, most meals, uh, most dinners are um, uh, will have a portion of carbs, a uh, portion of salads, and some sort of protein. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, and what about during the longer events like that 50K? Are you, you someone that brings almost food along with you, or is it some kind of mixture with water, uh, which seems to be pretty popular these days? Yeah, I... I like those Morton's hydrogels. Yeah. I've, I've been using those the last couple of years, even though they're pretty expensive. Um, uh, I just do the Kipchoge thing because obviously 
he does it quite well, and that is just take one every five kilometers, okay, and then and then forget about it, okay. Um, I've always noticed that even if you get the um, in in your lead up to the marathon, if you get the um, carb loading wrong, okay, um, which I don't think I. I do that pretty well nowadays, but if you do get it wrong, it's on the course, take two thirds of your uh, carbs in the first half of the course. Okay? And that'll, that'll save you from bonking. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just take the hydrogels every five, five kilometers. Um, and I generally just take about six of them with me. Um, and uh, yeah. And don't, no bonking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've heard a bit about those Mortons actually uh, being easy to digest and not sort of causing those stomach issues and a few others as well because many years ago there wasn't much to sort of get into in terms of the gels. I remember Endura was a pretty prominent brand out there for yeah, energy gels. but It's always bad on my tummy, though, Endura. Yeah, I've, I'm pretty much fine with anything, but um, I have heard that the, some of those ones similar to Endura being a bit sort of thicker um, and stickier as well is harder to consume or, or needing water with them as well. So Yeah, the other trick is to find out what um, drink they, they're going to be using on uh, the marathon course and, you know, buy the same drink and, and use that for a couple of months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, mate, with all this in mind, like the last 10 years, going from – you know, having some of these challenges with the family and the, and the drinking issues to finding park run and all of a sudden running 100 or so Ks within a couple of years. Like, how, how has that impacted you mentally? Like, why, why, why do you continue to do it? And it must be exhilarating and must have been at the start. Uh, but now, sort of 10 years down the track, why, why do you still do it? Yeah, well, partly um, I still do it because I'm still motivated um, to um, uh, break a, uh, a couple of Queensland marathon records. Um, and uh, as I'm going into the new age group, the, um, the record there, uh, 55 to 59, is actually Australian record as well. It's um, 237. So I'm pretty keen on on getting that record um that's held by um none other than ron peters oh yeah, uh, yeah so that that really does motivate me and and say well okay yeah i i know i can do it i was i was ready to do it in uh the year in 2020 i was off to london to um do the marathon there uh, that all got cancelled of course um, I was in my uh, I was I was feeling super fit um, uh, and um, uh, but no no race to to challenge myself on um, so yeah, so getting back to that level of fitness and yeah getting on the record record book that's that's very motivating for me um, and I guess, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, I, I know a lot of people get inspired by someone my age running, uh, quick times. 
and uh, I, I just like to 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 keep that up and um, keep yeah. inspiring people as well. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So what hypothetically though, we strip away like let's say there's some hindering injury or you're starting to get to the age where it's becoming a bit more difficult for performance. Where where would you see that joy coming from? Running away from the competitive side of it. Uh, just mentally and emotionally through the week and and, um, and each day a day that goes by and how that how that helps your life. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I do do a lot of volunteer volunteering yeah. as well, and uh, that gives me um, uh, quite a lot of joy. And uh, um, yeah, I could see myself um, uh, doing more administration work like that. Yeah. Um, not not really coaching. Um, for example, at Roadrunners, I'm on the committee there, um, and I'm the uh, registrar and volunteer coordinator. Uh, so that's sort of administration work, uh, giving back to the running community. Um, I feel very passionate about, and and uh, uh, being the volunteer coordinator as well, and getting others to to give back and say, well, don't take all the time. Uh, do do something for everybody else. So I think if I did get a long-term injury, and you know none of that is um, uh, out, um, you know it could could happen any time. Um, I could very easily just go, well, you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll just volunteer. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's great to hear that the passion passion's still there uh, within the actual running of it, but also outside of it. I just wanted to uh, finish with a question about your running uh, the next year or so. What, what plans do you have for different events, including just your regular park runs and then the usual fun, like road race fun runs, and then in any of those other sort of interesting, uh, more out there, quirky uh, trail runs or anything like that that uh, is different to the norm? Yeah, sure. Well, next year should be um, closing in my 500th park run. Oh, right. Um, I've done 442 now, so that'll be really exciting because there's not many people in Australia who have um, who started in Australia and have done 500 park runs, including uh, 130-odd um, volunteer days, okay, where it um, many of those where I, I, I wasn't running and over 150 wins as well at park run. So, so it's, it'll be, it, that'll be really exciting next year. So tell um, us where, where will that be? Any, any idea uh, on what time of the year? I'll, I'll be doing, well, it should be about September, October next year. Yeah. Um, but it'll be at Wishart here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it might be, yeah. It'll be uh, a big celebration, I'll make sure. Yeah. Um, then I'm really aiming for uh, February. I might have just mentioned it before, going to Tarawira, um, do the 50K there, which is at Rotorua. Um, it's a non-technical trail course, and um, you run – um, around the geezers and that and over bridges. It just looks really lovely. Um, so it's another destination marathon. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, next year, I don't really have... I've done, I've done eight 
Gold Coast Marathon. So I really want to do another two to get into the Legends Club. Um, uh, those those two can be done any time though. Um, so it's um, uh, there's a couple of marathons I want to do. The, the Great Ocean Road Marathon. Yeah. Everything yeah. happens around the May time. Okay, so there's Great Ocean Road. Uh, I'd love to go up to Cairns and do the marathon there and, you know, the, the, the one that was completed last week, Townsville Marathon. Uh, there's there's a, a, a marathon in the Dubbo Zoo, so I thought that'd be pretty cool to do. Um, uh, yeah, so those sort of destinations. Oh, Kangaroo Island. That's another one that happens in May, though, so you sort of have to pick which one that you want to do so that's a possibly another marathon i might be able to get up and win um uh yeah so yeah, it's plenty of choices next year hmm. oh it's great to hear mate no, that 500 club so to speak for park run seems very exciting uh which is yeah. great to have such a uh yeah enthusiasm for something away from an actual like gold coast uh you know proper fun run event which is awesome so great to hear. So we're going to finish on these. You've listened to the podcast a fair bit I, I've seen and and uh, and heard of. So I'm sure you're aware of the questions at the end. Yep. Now, yep. the ironic thing go is ahead, ahead. the questions that were asked by the listeners have been sort of answered already. And a lot of them are around the, the park runs and around you know, your recovery processes between those harder runs and all that kind of thing. So... I'm hoping that they found the answer uh, earlier in the interview, those particular people. So thanks for, for those questions. So it leaves me to ask you a few questions. Are you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, shoots. Oh, and these are the these are the ones that are meant to be answered pretty quickly, which a lot of <laughs> guests do struggle with. So good luck. I'm, I'm pretty nervous about it actually. But go on. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty pretty big. Um, this one's really big to start with. Out of all the park runs in Australia. For any reason, whether it be really quick or it's a really interesting route or exciting or that destination concept, so to speak, what's your favourite park run? Besides Wishart's, well, yes, yes, yeah, totally. Um, I tell you what, Weeper, Weeper Park Run was a pretty quick park run. If you can get up there, yeah, okay, I did seventeen twenty on it the day before the marathon. Okay, it's an out and back. It is totally flat. It's not like all these park runs that say they're flat, but actually have a bit of uh, undulation. And also Lockheel Park Run. Now, the thing about Lockheel Park Run, that's in South Australia. Um, sorry, this is not quite the short answer, but Lockheel <laughs> Park Run has the female world record on it, okay, of park runs. Okay, and so I've done that one and it is fast, even though it's undulating. It is a fast park run. Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. Uh, that's great. So on that topic of fast park runs, what is the absolute fastest park run that you've done, do you think? Would it be Sandgate or Kedron in Brisbane or would you pick another one or, or the Weeper one? Or I did Sandgate. I did I did six, uh, 16.53 there. Yeah. Um, I've also done uh, – Kedron, uh, we once – during lockdown, we went out there, uh, a couple of us, and we did the entire park run, five kilometres, not 4.95 or whatever you sometimes get at park runs. Um, and I did uh, 
was like sixteen forty nine, something like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah Sandgate. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, agreed. Um, so, in only a few words, why do you run? Yeah, getting the most out of the the gifts I've realised I've been given, and constantly challenging myself. Mm. Yeah, well answered. That summarises a lot that you've said during the interview. Um, okay, if you were to pick the like the most strange, quirkiest, or interesting running event that you've done before, what which one would you pick if it hasn't oh, been mentioned yeah. already? Easy. I was at Penang and on holidays um, with did did the uh, one of the Malaysian park runs and then went up to Penang and they the hotel that we checked into had a a running event associated to it called the Hat Hats Fun Run. All right, and when you signed up. So I said, oh, could I do it? And they went, yeah, yeah. So I signed up and it was only on the next day and I won it actually. Uh, they gave you a hat to run in. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was only about five or six K around the, around Penang. Um, and I was running it so fast. They didn't, they hadn't closed down the streets. Okay. Uh, and the, the police were on their motorcycles and they saw me coming and then they were suddenly stopping traffic. <laughs> <laughs> that is so strange, but um, that's what makes the character of Park Run in the world so special. Um, hey, do you have any quirky or interesting running habits or superstitions before, during races or training? Yeah, I like to do the same things all the time. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't like to... If if I miss out on any sort of drill or anything like that, okay, then I, as I'm running, and if yeah. I'm not running very quickly, I go, you know what, I didn't stretch <laughs> my hamstrings. That's why I'm running slowly. Yeah, I've got, I've got a so down pad. I don't change anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, I'm not. I'm I like to do it by myself as well. I I don't I don't know why I don't I don't like going out with other people to do a, a warm-up I'll just go by myself and come back and yeah get in that proper headspace as well yeah yeah i see that um hey as, as an older runner um what do you think is the key to longevity in the sport oh certainly listening to your body okay um that that is the key uh, it looks as though I do all these big kilometers very quickly, but I do listen to my body. Okay. And if it, if I will skip a day, no problem whatsoever. Um, and I will do a, um, a much slower park run. Okay. Even though people will say, Oh, well, look, we beat Adrian today. Oh, how about that? <laughs> you know, I'll just say, well, you know, fantastic. Good for you. Okay. Um, that, that is really the key. A lot of people just don't do that. Yeah, yeah that's good advice, mate. Hey, our last question, and it's probably um, the one of the most important ones of the interview and almost uh, emphasises and summarises the, the main point, I think, of it all. Uh, what advice do you have for any um, older runners looking to take up the sport, particularly those who are having any kind of troubles you know, in their life emotionally mentally or trying to find uh, their place in the world why, why would they take out running what advice do you have 
Well, it will definitely um, uh, give you a new lease on life. Okay. Um, it, um, you know, although competing, winning, uh, and getting age group wins is not just going to magically happen. Okay, but but getting out there, joining some sort of group, if it's not your local park run, uh, some sort of uh, training group, um, you'll you'll get a lot out of it, and 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 more than more than what you put in. Okay, um, my advice is just to go out and, and do it. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Much appreciated, and appreciated for the entire interview. Uh, yeah, clearly, clearly you've got a, a love and passion for the sport, and at the uh, the young age of 54, still continuing to improve. And it seems like you're optimistic that you will improve. And if you don't, well, hopefully the the times that you need to get as a, as an aging runner are becoming more accessible uh, to you over the next um, handful, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it takes uh, you to be in the sport. So really appreciate you coming on here. And yeah, you've got so many connections to different, particularly Brisbane clubs and circles. So I'm sure you'll spread the word and they'll listen in and learn a few things from uh, Adrian Royce. Yeah, cheers, Ollie. That's fantastic. Much appreciated, mate. We'll uh, be in touch. This should be up uh, this evening. So feel free to share. Okay, we'll do. See you, All mate. Right. Great to chat. Have a good night, Bye. All right.